Hello, friends, and welcome back to our Skillful Living program. My name is Venerable Tarpa. Uh, before we begin, let's take a moment, as usual, to appreciate our community gathered here today. Today, I feel fortunate to sit as a member of this kind community in the safety and security of like-minded friends, sharing this present moment with others dedicated to the cultivation of goodness. Today, I'm grateful for the direction and support that this community provides, a community worthy of my time and commitment, a community where my efforts have meaning, purpose, and are appreciated. Today, I'm thankful for this community of awakening, a place to gain the knowledge and skills to improve my life, a family, a home, and a sanctuary for all of us seeking refuge from the storm. And let's remember, as conscientious practitioners, we must recognize our responsibility to the world, to strive to live skillfully while helping others to do the same to strive to live in balance and harmony with nature and others, to strive to gain mastery over our minds and embody our true benevolent nature, to expand our hearts and minds, transcending our shared human limitations, to not intentionally harm sentient life or our planet, and to maturely accept and embrace the reality of our situation while striving to improve it. Again, welcome back to our program. This is our fifth week and our 10th class of our Skillful Living program. In today's class, we will be learning the Skillful Living Lifestyle, which I am a big fan. I know I wrote it, but I'm also a big fan of it. But, uh, but first, let's take a moment to review what we learned last week after a big gulp of water. I feel a bit dehydrated today. So in yesterday's class, we learned soft style. And generally, we, uh, the, the lesson was entitled style, but it was about soft style and the practice of letting go. Uh, we talked about the benefits of a soft style, a soft approach to our lives, and that we, uh, that we can still act decisively uh, despite of, of uh, cultivating a soft style, that we always have this uh, dial of intensity, and we can always uh, we can always engage in in strong tools when needed. But we that we uh, appreciate the idea that our our default mindset is, is the mindset is one of a softness, a soft and beautiful and gentle attitude. Um, we talked about the actual things that we're softening. When we talk about soft, we're talking about softening our intentions, our goals, emotions, right? Attitudes, reactivity, speech, behavior, actions, reactions, and uh, interactions with others, including engaging in a soft path and soft practice. Uh, and this week's practice, uh, we are uh, refocusing on uh, the four expressions of goodness. That's our main practice for this week. Does anybody have any any questions about yesterday's class on soft? We had a beautiful meditation on a moment ago, and Miss um, Adele and me were talking about how. You know, every generation, we were talking about how it seems like humans are on an evolution 
of softness. It seems like we're, you know, let alone Buddhists or or the or a skillful living practice, it just seems that humanity itself is moving towards a softer attitude, right? When we talk about we talk about our our past, uh, the past generation, how how tough they were, the parents and their style of parenting, and of course, even worse, the the generation before that, right? And I think we could probably keep going back where. It just was very tough in the old days. And I wonder if just humankind is just on this evolution and we are just naturally becoming softer people. Uh, I was thinking uh, other examples. You know, there's a, uh, a great book, the better, Na- the better Angels of Our Nature, I think it's called by Steven Pinker. He's a, a linguistic philosopher. And uh, there's a YouTube video by the same name that you must see. But in general, what he does, he, he, looks, he looks at the actual data, historical data. At this point in history, we have enough historical data to come to some conclusions. And he presents them in his, in his work at just simply that we're becoming softer, more compassionate, more intelligent beings. And I thought of one example, uh, I was always aware of this idea that war is becoming softer, right? You know, uh, in World War II, they did a thing, uh, they used to do carpet bombings, and even the good guys did this. Even the West, America and, and, and England, everybody else, when they attacked Germany, they would just carpet bomb neighborhoods, meaning, indiscriminately just dropping bombs on residential neighborhoods as a perfectly okay part of war. Have you watched the news lately in war? I remember watching the Ukraine, oh, the Russians made an attack, three civilians were killed, and there's an outrage that, oh my God, civilians were killed in this. You know, we have these smart bombs that were just targeting certain areas, but we all know that you you just can't be ruthless like that anymore. And I thought, what a soft, we're even participating in soft war. It's unbelievable. So it's an interesting thing to ponder. I don't want to talk about that the whole time. Um, did, uh, did you have any, were you able to experiment with and try cultivating a little soft style today? Did you, did you lift your coffee mug, mug off the, coffee maker a little different? Did you wash your face and brush your teeth a little different? David? Yeah, the thing that I noticed was the difference in uh, my relationship with other people when I uh, I tried to just soften up a wee bit. They, they react to it, you know? And they, 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 they soften as well. You know? it's, quite well. it's huge, isn't it? When you become a soft, uh, when you uh, soft interactions, when you become a soft listener. And yet, there's, it's magnetizing. Huh? People like that. People don't like that stubborn, opinionated goofball, right? Telling everybody what they're about. People like softness in people, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you, David. Um, and uh, good. I think that that answers our questions. Hey, let's move on to today's class. This is a fun class. This is a, for me, especially in teaching it. I enjoy this every time. So um, I, I hope everybody did their homework and read the text. 
in today's class, we're going to be learning the skillful living lifestyle. And of course, this is an SBT original practice. If you notice that, I, I'll always say that uh, what practices are original. And the reason I say that is for some of you that are new to Buddhism, uh, I, I believe it's a, a, a responsibility of, my, of mine to let you know distinctly what the Buddha said and what SBT does. So I think that, I think it's very beneficial to have original programs that speak to our modern age and are, are helpful. But um, I'm always careful not to take credit for the Buddha's work. And then also to let you know which ones are original that are that are originating from us and which ones aren't. So that's why I do that. The skillful living lifestyle is a way of life that recognizes the interconnectedness of the essential aspects of our lives and how when cultivated holistically, which means together, right, they swiftly produce harmony, happiness, and well-being in our lives. Um, the skillful living lifestyle is comprised of 10 basic tenets. Let's get those up here for you to see. These are our 10 tenets. And okay, and, uh, and now I'll read them. <laughs> Looking for my directions. <laughs> so at the, we start at the top with embodying goodness, beauty, and joy. Who can argue with that one? <clears throat> then we move on to developing the mind. Number three is practice. And that's like Buddhist practice. And we're not talking about practicing the piano. We're talking about meditation and mindfulness. Number four is move more. Number five is eat well. Number six, love more. Seven, explore. Eight, work smarter, nine, play more, and 10, relax more. Now, it's important to keep in mind that this is not a daily checklist, but instead, this is something we periodically reflect on in order to make sure that we're in balance in our lives, right? So you're not, somebody, some people often write to me and they'll say, I'm not able to get them all in. How do I get them all in? I have a busy life. You're not expected to have them to do them all. And, and also, we naturally favor different aspects of our lives at different times, uh, according to the situations of our lives. There's just some weeks that you have to focus more on work, right? There's a big workload. You're not able to relax. You're not able to have fun. <clears throat> it's a work week. That's this is a natural part of our lives. There's some weeks that you have to focus on family. Maybe there's a crisis. But then there's some weeks where working is light and you get some free time and you're going to focus on yourself and having fun and getting some exercise in. So remember that, right? Balance isn't daily balance. That'd be very hard to keep up. Okay, with that said, what I'd like to do now is simply go through and kind of describe um, what these are to give you a little bit of detail. <clears throat> so the first one's interesting. The first one, I had a lot of different versions of it. I think it started with goodness and then it was, it was this and then it was that. And um, at some point, 
in my own practice, <clears throat> I realized this beautiful connection between goodness, beauty, and joy. <clears throat> it became a mantra that I used to say in the mornings, and I still do. The first thing I would do when my eyes awoken in the morning, I would say, goodness, beauty, and joy. And it just set me up for uh, an ex extraordinary morning, right? Um, and in fact, I got to the point where I called, I was going to call this the the three foundations of the skillful living practice or something like that. But nevertheless, uh, this, this, uh, this skillful living lifestyle is strongly uh, founded on this. That's why it comes first. Um, and um, and it's, it's about embodying goodness, beauty, and joy. Um, and in the text we talk about, they almost have a synonymous nature, right? that um, goodness and beauty to me are so closely related, you know, and then joy, of course, is the same. Um, to look at them, take them all separately, embodying goodness is to recognize and embody our true benevolent nature, to recognize our true goodness, right, and to embody that, uh, to accept uh, our wholesomeness, our healthiness, virtue, right and uh, and to take them as our direction for our path right the goodness is the direction for our path and then beauty about the same but but beauty goes much more beyond the traditional way we think of beauty of course there's physical beauty of of people and and flowers and views uh, or aesthetic, right? Any any kind of artwork and paintings, but I like to really expand upon that idea. And beauty, to me, if you remember, we we practiced it, uh, and we were talking about seeing the beauty in like human relationships. The beauty of friendship is one that really uh, I I feel strongly. There's such beauty in that. There's such beauty in language. You know the the people take the time to say something in such a heartfelt way. There's such beauty in, in the way we care for each other through language. Um, there's beauty in the way we, we just take care of each other. The, the beauty of a, of a well-prepared meal, right? It's just endless, the amount of, of beauty in our lives. Um, or oh, remember, in our, in our practice of appreciation, remember we, we practiced cultivating uh, appreciation for for beauty and love. So that's what we're talking about here. Uh, the third one, embodying joy. Uh, again, like goodness and beauty, these are innate aspects of our true nature. Um, and remember the descriptions we had of shining contentment and spiritual radiance. Weren't those great? Uh, joy as, as being vibrant and alive arising from feelings of goodness, well-being, and appreciation. Number two of our tenets is developing the mind and heart. And so this is related to our threefold training of training and understanding, which is, of course, this is, can be this can be study and contemplation and meditation. But it's important that we're not just talking about 
developing our intellect, we're also talking about developing our emotions and our emotional intelligence, right? And uh, developing benevolent qualities. Because though we like to talk about the heart and mind as being separate, uh, I think we all know that our that these aspects that we that we uh, relate to the heart of uh, beneficial benevolent emotions, they're aspects of the mind, of course. Uh, so, but remember, when we talk about developing the mind and heart, it's not just book smarts, right? It's not just academic. It's also ex- experiential. It's also experiencing things, you know, we, we go about in the world and do things and through the experience, we gain so much knowledge, don't we? Some may argue that that's the greatest way of develop, of developing our mind and heart is to actual experience, right? Where we, you get a direct experience of that things, but developing the mind can incorporate all of that. So as you can see, a lot of these qualities I really expand upon. I don't look at them in narrow capacities, but in a broad way. So developing the mind is develop is training and understanding in every aspect of the word. Ultimately, we're talking about developing right view, right? Um, number three is practice. And this pertains to uh, the threefold training, uh, training in understanding, training in virtue, training in uh, awareness, but also all the other practices. This week we're practicing the four found the four expressions of goodness. All of these various practices we do practice of appreciation. Number three is practice. Number four is move more, and and this just uh, you know. Uh, Clearly, in all of our lives, one of the aspects of a healthy life is a healthy body. But instead of telling people to exercise, I I actually got this from uh, uh, another author who was uh, writing a book on diet and and health. And I remember they they used the expression move more. And I like that so much. I also had a friend that said, would said that. I said, oh, I have problems exercising. And he said, don't look at it like that. Just move more. And what I found was it, w- it was great advice. As you can imagine, what do I do? My whole job is, is sitting, right? So if I'm not meditating, I'm sitting in front of the computer writing. So everything I do in life requires sitting. But what I learned to do was take breaks and go do a little cooking clean up the kitchen a little bit, just anything, just get up and move the body. And of course, that includes exercise and everything else. And I do recommend soft motion. We talked about, we're talking about soft this week. All of these expressions that we're talking about today, the 10 tenants, can be understood as soft qualities. So soft motion, I think, is the best. You don't injure your body. When we we say soft motion, we're talking about activities that are kind of gentle, playful, and light. I think to do a lot of that throughout the day is great. Number five is eat well. And like moving more, this is kind of an open thing. This is, of course, according to whatever diets and research that you choose. But generally... It's about moving towards a healthy and balanced diet and especially, you know, recognizing this, the spiritual aspect of our diet, meaning these alive, vibrant, beautiful fruits and vegetables, right? These beautiful colors, you know, 
I, I love it when I, I'm a vegetarian, vegan. So when I go shopping and I come home, I put the groceries on the table and it's just gorgeous. The red tomatoes and the yellow squashes and and the lettuces and you can just see the health in those beautiful vegetables, right? And uh, so anyways, uh, I recommend moving towards a whole food plant-based diet. Now, I didn't say I recommend veganism. I said I recommend moving towards that. And I think most research is, is becoming pretty conclusive that basically, you know, fruits and vegetables are really good for us. So the idea of some of you that eat a little meat, I don't think that that hurts a thing. Uh, from a spiritual standpoint, I try to eat compassionately, we like to say, eat compassionately. I like the idea nowadays that we, we really don't have to prey upon living creatures for our survival, that I don't. You know, veggie burgers are not as delicious as meat cheeseburgers. <laughs> but you know what? They're so close. And man, do I love my veggie burgers. I could, I could live on those. But those aren't fruits and vegetables either. So those are a special occasion for me. For me, it's fruits and vegetables every day. Anyways, that's open to your interpretation. And uh, I'm not a registered nutrition. I just pretend to be one on YouTube. Uh, so um, that's up to you. Uh, number six, love more. Now, this is one that I can speak to. This is my specialty. Uh, now, love more isn't just the idea of love towards your spouse or towards your kids or towards your parents. This is love in a big way. This is the love of friendship, right? This is the love of friends. This is the love of community. The love of Sangha. I love you guys, right? This is love in a big way. And it means connecting meaningfully and more frequently with friends and loved ones. So many people complain about the internet, you know, and, 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 and online stuff and they're all social media and everyone said, Oh, nobody's connecting anymore. And, and I really, I really feel, uh, at ends with this because to me, it does, it's not either or for so many people, the internet is the only way they can connect with others, people that are shut-ins, people that have a lot of emotional anxiety and things, the distance that the internet allows them really helps them to effectively communicate with others, where maybe another, I guess they call it agoraphobia, right? Some people that can't even leave the house. And so for some people, it's a lifesaver. It's, it's brought so much friendship to their lives. And I think about even like uh, uh, senior citizens that can't get out. Well, guess what? You can play chess with somebody in Tokyo in, in your living room, right? There, there's all of these social medias that you can connect with people. Yes, they can be problematic. And there's a complexity to it all that we're still trying to work out. But we do have to recognize the positive side of uh of these online things. And I don't know about you guys. I know, I know a lot of you only through the internet. I feel great affection for you all. And when I meet you in person, when I met David in Scotland for the first time, we felt like old friends. So I really disagree with a lot of people's thoughts on, uh, 
on internet and social media, if it's done well, like we do in a sangha, it's just wonderful, but it doesn't ever take the place of it. Nobody said it did. It's like those people that sue McDonald's for being fat. McDonald's didn't tell everybody to eat it. McDonald's knew it was bad for, I mean, you go to McDonald's to eat bad food. It's your fault for the dietary choices you make. So it's the same thing with this. If you're if you're not meeting your friends and going out and doing things, you know, th- these are up to you. You have to take responsibility. But my, I guess I, what I'm trying to say is you need to, uh, we all need to have a balance between the two. It's not healthy to have all your connections online unless you need to, if you don't have options. But if you're, if you do, uh, I, I like to have a good balance between the two. But it just means, uh, what else does this thing say? Includes, oh, the includes the love of life itself. So we're talking about Fred, the love of friendship, the love of, but it's just loving life, right? That's how inclusive we're using this term. Embracing the miracle of your existence. Learning to cultivate love and joy in everything you do. Boy, I write it so much better, don't I? Yeah, and, and it says here that current research clearly says that people that are more social, loving, and caring are happier, healthier, and more productive, and I think they live a little longer. Number seven is explore. Now, this pertains to developing an adventurous and playful attitude towards life. I find this so important, right? We really get stuck and we get stuck in the mud and we get on autopilot, we go to work, we come home, we drink our drink, whatever poison you're drinking, we watch our, binge our shows, scroll for a while, go to bed, wake up, do it all over again, right? We're all guilty of it. And, uh, and but we have to, we have to be careful, we have to watch ourselves. And the idea is, you need to seek out and really have this adventurous attitude create it. I'm not asking you to have it. Uh, We can generate these qualities. You don't have to be lucky enough to be an adventurous person. Now, when we talk about this, again, let's open this up. I'm not talking about you taking a trip to India next month and climbing a mountain or riding elephants. That's, oh, that's a cool one, right? Becoming Indiana Jones. But what what we're talking about is even little minor things like for some people that aren't very adventurous it might be trying some foods from another country that you didn't really think about maybe learning to cook some foods from other places of the world i remember a family told me uh every week they pick a a different country and they cook for the family and they try the foods i thought that was really cool you can explore your intellect you can go to a library and explore your intellect. You can take classes, right? Whatever the subject, it doesn't have to be Buddhism. You could explore your mind. You could explore your body. Now, I didn't mean it in a dirty way. You can explore. <laughs> you can explore your health, your your uh, uh, exercise. You can get in shape. You can try new things. You can try roll rollerblading. You can try paddle boarding, right? These little gentle things you could try some people maybe haven't camped in their life gone camping you know it's just having that attitude of adventure when i go walking i always pick try to pick a new street to walk down i just have this 
adventure. Try a new product at the grocery store. I, I like this brand, but try something a little different. And, um, and, it, and it's also true, like meeting new people, you know, expand your, your view. Uh, getting back to our parents, my dad ate meat and potatoes three times a day. That was, <laughs> well, on, on Christmas, we ate Chinese and occasionally pizza. But my dad ate meat and potatoes three times a day, every day. That was food. And if it wasn't that on the table, my mom heard it, right? So that not a very adventurous attitude. <clears throat> There's also a real connection that you'll find that people that are like that, that have no sense of adventure, they also tend to be really close-minded. They tend to be, you know, uh, just really dogmatic views about things. So this idea of adventure and exploring, it's there to open us up, right? We're, we're trying to open ourselves up and transcend these qualities. Let's move on to number eight. Work smarter is a cool one. So when we talk about, uh, this is more than just occupation. When we're talking about working smarter, this encompasses all we do to sustain our lives. <clears throat> uh, it attains uh, 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 how we attain our finances, food, shelter, possessions, but it's also about your daily duties and your chores, right? All those things to maintain your life. It's about <clears throat> learning how how to cook smarter. You know, to be more organized, cleaning, shopping, all of these things. Just do it all smarter, by which I mean more efficiently, right? It's to cultivate efficiency and joy in all that we do. It's to hold ourselves to ethical choices, right? And avoiding activ activities directly harm others, which is uh, part of our eightfold path. Um, so that's what we're talking about here. So at work, at home, and it, it, it really is encompassed around this idea I always had, that to live a flourishing life, to live a good life, you have to, you want to earn more and work less. <laughs> Can anybody argue with, with that one? You know, that, that's, a, that's a very sensible thing. Who, who doesn't want to do that, right? And then you have time for the other things in our skillful living lifestyle, right? But really, and, and so when we say you want to earn more and work less, you also want a cleaner house with less work. You want better, more nutritious food with less work, less time spent, right? Because time is so valuable. And so uh, I want everybody to kind of experiment with this. And, and on our social media, let's share ideas with with each other last time we did this people were on there sharing ideas on how to schedule events or, or schedule things in your lives and all these things on how to live more uh, effectively and efficiently number nine is to play more <laughs> that's a great one making time for fun and laughter this is pretty low on everybody's list normally not on mine i always make sure that i do uh, and this is like, you know, watching movies with friends, wrestling with the kids, playing a favorite sport or game. Um, and I recommend soft play. Soft play is play at its best, which mean meaning that some kind of intense attitude when you're playing football and you're hurting each other, that doesn't do any good. Um, but um, 
again, play more is really different for a lot of people. You know, for me, playing is riding bicycles. I love to ride bicycles and I do it with a friend and it's just so much fun, right? But so important. And lastly, relax more. Uh, so, uh, we, you know, we're all so busy. We have so much going on. We all need some time to distress, recharge, and center ourselves. Now, meditation is great for calming us down and settling us down. But we all know in a certain way, meditation is still practice. There's still an element of work. So I get so many benefits from meditation. But I do notice there's a big difference between relaxing and meditating. I'm very bad at relaxing. I find out of that list, this is the one that I, I never do enough to get off the computer, just go sit in a chair, even watching movies. I, I like to watch movies, but I watch them on my tablet while I write the next day's practices that we do on my computer. I don't really just let everything go or to just go sit on a swing in the backyard for a while, a little bit difficult. I kind of extreme, I can go into deep meditation and I could do strong work, but kind of that relaxing, I have to work on, right? Um, but remember, there's two types of relaxation, as one of our students pointed out. There's a, there's a passive and an active relaxation. Passive relaxation is reading, napping. I'm pretty good at napping. I put meditation on the list here, and I think I need to take that out, um, or, just, or just doing nothing right? <clears throat> to sit in a rocking chair on the back porch. <clears throat> what a great thing to do. While active relaxation can include going for a walk, cycling, yoga, tai chi, whatever your favorite things are, hobbies, gardening, you might find very relaxing. Cooking, I find relaxing. Um, taking, taking time to enjoy life is not lazy. <laughs> Did everybody hear that? The reason we're doing all this work is so we can enjoy our lives, <laughs> right? It's not being lazy. It's the fruit of our efforts. It's the reward of our lives, right? Okay, those are the 10 tenets. Now, um, it's important that you see the 10 tenets as a holistic system they all benefit each other, right? Um, and also there often can be combined. So like when I'm going for a bicycle ride, um, it includes exploration. I love, the, I love riding to new places and looking at new things, fun, relaxation, moving more of course, beauty, you know, seeing it. And especially if I have a friend along it even includes love, loving more, right? Some, ten, some tenets can be applied to all others, like the spirit of exploration. You can bring that to all the tenets. Uh, even relaxing, you can bring, maybe you try a new board game you haven't played before, right? Um, but exploring, exploring in meditation, exploring in study, you know, exploring beauty, Beauty, a love, beauty, and joy, all of them we can use that on um, to cultivate an attitude of inquisitiveness, right? Um, and, um, 
as you engage in the skillful living lifestyle, we begin to realize the interdependent nature of these tenants, at which point you begin to see them. Well, let me let me stop for a second. Uh, give you a personal note. So when I started practicing this, when I first started having some heart trouble, I had to change my lifestyle. And I changed my diet. And I started moving more, I was way too set it sitting on my chair all the time. And um, what I found that through having improved my diet and moving more, I developed more energy. And what it wasn't was what I wasn't ready for was to find out that it improved my meditation that I was no longer so sleepy in meditation, which I'm always haunted by. And more and more, I saw how all of these different tenants benefit each other. Relaxing more, having fun benefits my meditation. So all of these things benefit each other. When you start to get to this point of realization, you start to see them all as Dharma practice. Love and beauty as Dharma. Exercise and nourishment as Dharma, fun and exploration as Dharma, work and daily responsibilities as Dharma. At this point, our relationship with the path and the practice softens, and we, be, we attain what's called the union of, of Dharma, where your life and Dharma become one. Every aspect of your life becomes Dharma. Your job, scrubbing the toilet, washing the kids, brushing your teeth. You start to, because you understand that they're all interconnected. You know, going to work and making a paycheck allows you to have some free time so you can go on a retreat. You can buy some spiritual books. They're all connected. So that's a really important thing to know. Um, and so that's, I, I just wanted to run through that and share. Does anybody have any questions about this idea of the skillful living lifestyle? And do you have any questions about any certain uh, tenants to begin with? I can't see everybody because I got, I need to leave this up here. If you do just, Speak out, or Choki can tell me. What do you think of this skillful living lifestyle? I had a, I had a had a student uh, last time we taught it, and uh, his wife dragged him to the classes. I think he didn't. He was kind of okay with it, but and at the end, he he seemed surprised by this, and he goes, "You know, I've seen so many of these things, and there five of this and ten of that." And he said, "But this one, I think I could really follow." He says, "This one, I think, could really make a difference in my life." And I, the humble humble monk that I am, said, "Damn right." <laughs> of course it does. It's an SBT practice. It'll change your life for I'm teasing. What do you guys think? Anybody? You're a quiet bunch. Did I put you to sleep? <laughs> okay. Then if you're not going to answer that question, answer this one. I Tell me which one, 
Which one seems the toughest for you? What do you think, Joe? What do you think? <clears throat> what do you think, uh, Wang Mo? Out of this list, what do you think the the one that you? No, let's turn it around. Which one do you think is the that you're best at? What's the easiest one for you? The easiest. Hmm. Probably. <clears throat> Causing trouble isn't on the list. No. <clears throat> it was easy to answer which one was the hardest. Um, maybe explore. I don't. Oh, you're I'm, good at that, huh? Um, you have an adventurous then, attitude, huh? Yeah. That one's pretty easy. Um, and I think hardest would probably be play, playing more, because I explore more more intellectually, like reading and trying to learn about everything I can. But like just taking the time to play would be a hard yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Who else would like to participate? David, which one is the one you're best at? And which one is the one that you think is the most challenging? You're muted, dear friend. Unmuting is the one that I need the most work with. <laughs> uh, uh, just before I answer the question, I genuinely thought tonight's session was really, really soft. Uh, I don't ah. know if that was deliberate or whether it just happened to go together or whether you weren't working to the script so much, but it was really soft. I thought it was really enjoyable. It's starting to finally work on me yeah. after teaching <laughs> it for six times. I'm starting to actually work. Thank you, David. Yeah. Um, Stop avoiding the question. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so the most challenging one for me. No, no. Which is the one oh. you're best at now? Oh, the one I'm best at. Uh, oh, goodness. Um, Which one comes the most natural to you? I, I'm tempted to say uh, work smarter. Because that ah. was my, well, that was my job for the last 15 years of my working life. Um, so I, I've kind of got skills with that that make it come and how about the most challenging? The most challenging? Geez. The one you're going to have to work on the most this week. <laughs> this week? To, right. yeah. Only this well, week? This is, I don't have to well, I mean, that's, that's the practice this week, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, I suppose... You know, it's an hour class, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I think... <laughs> Uh, I said, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. I'll just. I, I Next. Know. I, really <laughs> I go in. I go in. Tell me. Tell I, me that. <laughs> oh well, God. I think the one you're best at, I would guess, uh, embodying goodness, beauty, and joy. Oh, you just radiate. You just radiate it. Uh, I, and I, I think uh, the the one they were the most trouble is making decisions. No, I don't know. I don't know that. That's when you have to know yourself. You're a vegan, so you're eating pretty good. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Thank you. <laughs> hey, Sangpo, would you like to play or Sangmo? How about both of you? It's like the newlywed game. Let's see if you know <laughs> each other. Oh, Sangmo, I would like you to to say which one is Sangpo's best quality, which one he does best. <laughs> Relax. What do you more. think? It, he he's good at relaxing. Oh yeah, 
Oh, why should be good. And and how about and how about the most? How about is the challenging one that he needs to work on? Oh, I've got two. Move more. I I do too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for but myself. Yeah. It's that the move more and eat well are going to be the two challenging ones for me. Two. For you or for, I want you to answer for him. For both of us, I think. Mm. Okay. Now, Sangpo, what's the quality that she does well currently? Does well. Ooh. Yeah, the positive. Probably, I would say, I think, work smarter. Oh, Probably. very nice. And which one does she does she need to work on to get more balance in her life? I'm trying to find better ways to phrase the question because I'm <laughs> so in trouble. Yeah. Probably relax more. Oh, mm -hmm. excellent. Okay. Mm -hmm. Who else wants to play? Dave, you want to play? We get to know you a little bit more. Sure. Dave, which one do you naturally uh, do pretty good? Work smarter. Outstanding. And which one do you need to uh, to work on to bring balance in your life? I think I need to work on exploring more. Oh, be more adventurous. Outstanding. Yeah. Hey, that's cool. What a fun game, huh? Ian, do you want to play? Well, I, I'd say the one which I embody most is relax more and okay. yes and the thing i need to work on is work smarter because i'm naturally lazy <laughs> <laughs> and they work at both ends it's very good would anybody else like to share i can't see everyone Chokey, let me know if anybody adele's shy i don't want to call it adele she doesn't like it when I do that. Okay, I'll go. Rick, you don't want to go? You, where are all these courageous bodhisattvas that SBT is, has created? You're all so quiet. Well, um, well, one thing that's come to mind to me is um, all of these things seem to require a degree of discipline, you know, self-discipline. And my most lacking character trait is discipline <laughs> <laughs> and so no matter what it is on that wheel i think i need to work on them what um, about what about play more and relax more those those are the opposite of discipline those are both letting go of discipline that's a very good point um i think you're you're, <laughs> that's you're why completely I'm here. right <laughs> that's why um, I'm here. yeah that's why you're but, not teaching the class right <laughs> for sure uh but yeah you're exactly right um i do need to play more and relax more that is the hardest thing um i oh. think the, the ones i'm best at are um the, the two on the top and bottom uh embody goodness beauty joy and love more because i just kind of um have a natural um disposition towards those things and uh and having a dog really brings that out in a person um that i found um i didn't even realize i was like that so much until my daughter brought her dog over and he stays with us now but anyways yeah so yeah thank you for that point um i i'll have to try to relax and uh 
have more fun. Oh, well said. And if nobody else wants to share, I'm going to go ahead with mine. And, you know, I mean, it's so obvious that I'm perfect at every single one of these calls. Actually, the uh, I'm joking, of course. Uh, but the Buddhist path is that when you start to see how how you you'll start to notice how you're really good at them all. And then, you know, because certain ones you need to work on. Well, once you perfect those, you get better. Like I, I imagine someone like the Dalai Lama would have perfection in all of them. Of course, I don't. I was just joking. But great beings would have these perfected, right? Um, you know, for me, every time I give the class, the one I'm best at is always tough because I'm I'm really, I've been teaching this for a few years. So uh, I'm really even on the ones that I do well. I'm, I'm a, I, I hope I'm not copying out, but I'm afraid I don't have one that stands out. I'm pretty good at these, but I do have a one that I always have to work on. And it's the same one every time, relax more. I'm pretty good at playing. If there's a bicycle around, I think that's, that's the only way I play. So I guess that's one I need to work on as well. I don't play games. I don't do this. I don't do that. But uh, I do get on a bicycle quite a bit, and I really have a blast on it. Um, and relax more. I just, uh, I just can never seem to fit that into my schedule. You know, running SBT is a pretty busy job. But uh, I'm going to actually do that after class today. I'm going to sit on a bench out here in Nigel's beautiful property and sit still. Okay, I'm going to shut this thing off for a second. Oh, that's great. I left that meme up for the whole time. Anybody have any other thoughts on on, on this uh, SBT soft lifestyle? Including an opinion. What do you think of it? Do you think it's pretty cool? Do you think it's different than the other ones that people share? I think this one's pretty well thought out, huh? You know, the reason why we get good practices is because our practices come from insight meditation. A lot of other people, it's just, you know, they're thinking or things they hear around. Ours come from a deep level. So they, you know, and of course, we've been teaching them, practicing them, and I keep tweaking them. I had a, a couple different. I had a five and an eight, and, a, and I finally settled on 10. And it, and it seems perfect. I haven't needed, I haven't had the need to add any or take any away for at least a couple of years now. So, yeah, so we're gonna start practicing this this week. I want you to be aware of it. I want you to form some opinions about it that you can share. Please give us some criticism if there's any way we can make it better. And again, you know, oh, one thing I forgot to say, you know what I like to do with this? I print it out and I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a, a printed, uh, uh, a print ready, image of it i'll post for everybody print it out and tape it to your refrigerator or a place in the house that you're always walking by and the idea is just occasionally you know you look up and you notice it and you go oh yeah i really need to be doing some of this right that's how we use it it's not a daily checklist you just look at it and you think you know why especially if you're having problems you can say why am i out of balance and you look at the checklist and it helps you out, right? Okay, good. I'm thrilled about that. 
And I hope it brings you the benefits that it's brought me. So with that said, this week, our practice will be focused on exploring what we learned in this week's lessons on style and lifestyle, especially the idea of soft. Um, I want everybody to practice and experiment with our techniques to cultivate softness, including learning to let go of our grasping. If you remember, that was one of the highlights of yesterday's teachings, right? Is that that grasping is the opposite of softness. Remember the, the fist we make that shakes with intensity, and then you soften and open up that fist and you have awakening. Um, and we, uh, and we, begin to let go by being present, calming down and accepting our reality. And for me, especially through the practice of the four expressions of goodness, soft and beautiful mind, soft and beautiful speech, soft and beautiful behavior, soft and beautiful action. Man, you can't help but soften when you practice that. To me, that's the key practice this week, uh, which is this practice is contemplated and applied throughout your day. It's a form of mindfulness, actually, right? So remember to continue also your practice of the threefold training, which includes your, we're still saying our daily affirmations in the morning, right? We're still cultivating the 10 virtuous actions, all of those. And when problems and challenges arise, you have your four steps of acceptance to help. Uh, next week will be our sixth and final week of our Skillful Living program. And we have saved the best for last. We are going to incorporate everything we've learned so far, that big fat toolbox of tools that we've given you. And we're going to teach you and explore the meaning of life and the practice of shining. The practice of shining is our final practice that incorporates all of the practices. It incorporates appreciation. And appreci it incorporates goodness and happiness and joy and contentment and love and care and all. Just beautiful. Um, but in addition, next Sunday is, is the last Sunday of this month. The last Sunday of every month, we have uh, the Day of Observance. The Day of Observance is a day the Buddha set aside for everyone to, to drop what they do and practice together. So one day out of the month, we dedicate to practice the day of observance. And just to honor that, we have an online retreat, which most of you have been to. The online retreat is fun. It's easy. Everybody's welcome. You don't need to know anything. We talk you through the whole thing. It's a day of meditation and teachings and Sangha chat. There's a lot of Sangha chat, learning new things. We're offering refuge and bodhisattva vows uh, Sunday. If anybody's interested in, in taking these, please let me know soon. And please send me your full name, uh, the way you'd like it printed on your certificate and your email address. Uh, so we'll be doing all of that. We have a loving kindness meditation. It's wonderful. I'll be posting something probably tomorrow about that, including the schedule. If you can't make the whole day, it's okay. You can come to pieces and parts of it. Uh, also, the skillful living teaching on, uh, on Sunday will be at our normal time. It's within the retreat. So our daily meditation and our Sunday teaching are just like they've always been. So 
I think that's all I needed to share. Please remember, I'm just a click away for help and support. And also, please take advantage of our WhatsApp group chats and share your questions, insight, and experiences you may have about your practice and community. And I'd like to thank everybody that, that does that. It really brings a great energy. Sometimes I get so busy, I can't really get to all the all the social media as much as I'd like to. And some of you, you know who you are, do a lot of posting and a lot of sharing. You have no idea what it means to me. I deeply, deeply thank you for all of that. It makes my job a lot easier. Uh, last, I'd like to uh, remind everybody that Although our program is free, our group does rely on donations to continue its work. So if you're enjoying the program and you'd like to ensure that it remains available to others, consider making a donation at our website, sptonline.org. With that said, let's end today's teaching with our altruistic affirmation. May all be healthy, may all be prosperous, may all be well, may all be present, free of past regret and future worry, may all abide in constant appreciation, which is a source of great joy and contentment, may all realize their true nature and the true nature of reality, which is awakening. Thanks everybody for coming. A last reminder that the SPT community was created for, with one purpose and one purpose only in mind, to support you, the practitioner. Please let me know if there's anything I can do to help you on your path to awakening. Thanks, everybody. See you tomorrow. Thank you, Tarpa. Yeah, thank you, Tarpa. Thanks, Tarpa. Bye, everyone. Thank you, Tarpa.